Hi, I'm Sean Lukasik, and you're listening to the Secrets in Service podcast, nonprofit stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Arbor Housing and Development, for making this possible, and the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit Roundtable for pulling this whole project together. The music you're hearing was recorded and provided by the Orchestra of the Southern Finger Lakes. Today's guest is Colleen Coro. Colleen is the Executive Director of Ready, Set, Grow Child Care Center in Corning, New York. We talk not only about Colleen's history in the region and why she decided to stay here, but also about the history of Ready, Set, Grow and how it's become a real staple in our community. I'm excited to share this conversation with you and hope you enjoy meeting Colleen Coro. So I'm joined this morning by Colleen Coro, the Executive Director at Ready, Set, Grow Child Care Center. Colleen, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Of course. So um, for people who don't know, can you share a little bit about uh, the Ready, Set, Grow Child Care Center um, and you know maybe how uh, long it's been part of the community here in the Southern Finger Lakes? Absolutely. Ready, Set, Grow Child Care Center um, opened in 1971, actually, a long time ago. We've been here a while. Um, it began as an outreach program of the Christ Episcopal Church and soon became incorporated into what was then called the Child Care Center at Christ Church. Um, we provide care here to children six weeks to five years old. And several years ago now, probably seven or eight years ago, we rebranded, excuse me, and are now called Ready, Set, Grow Child Care Center. So same program, same wonderful staff and, and programming as, as always, just a different name. Cool. And, you know, like many nonprofit organizations, especially in this region, um, you have a pretty small staff, uh, but, um, you know, you, you really have uh, an ambitious mission and, as you said, have been in the community for over 50 years. Can you talk about, you know, the work that you do and doing it with such a small staff um, and how you're able to kind of get th- those things done? Absolutely. Um, we have um, uh, 20 regular staff that work every day and then uh, some substitutes. And many of our staff have been here years, um, and I mean decades, which is pretty much unheard of for uh, the the early education field. So we're very proud of that. And um, the small staff here functions like a family. We actually refer to ourselves as the Ready, Set, Grow family. Each classroom refers to themselves as the butterfly family, the dragonfly family, et cetera. Um, And we try to use that word um, in all we do with the children and with our parents of, of children who are here. And I think that that emphasis um, really helps us remember what is most important, which is the care and loving care of children that we have in our um, possession for mm-hmm. uh, most of the day. So our tagline is celebrating each child's journey. And that is truly what we do here. Our staff um, become very familiar with the children. We actually also assign uh, primary caregiving so that there is one staff primarily responsible for 
uh, recording the development of the child, communicating with the parents. And in addition, the entire classroom staff works with every child as well. So we have sort of a point person as well as the rest of the staff who are extremely familiar with all the children, their needs, their growth, their development. So Mm -hmm. um, we are uh, accredited by the National Association for the Education of Young Children, which is the gold star in our field. And we are Mm -hmm. the only child care center in the area with that accreditation. So we're very proud of that as well. That's great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are so many things that you're able to um, help children. And and, uh, I believe it's up to five years old. Is that? Yes. Six weeks to five years. So we actually lose our children (laughs) when they go to kindergarten. And we are um, having our crossing the bridge ceremony here this week, which is the ceremony that will take the children uh, from our program to what is next for them. So um, it's a happy time and also a very sad time for us as many of them have been with us since they were infants. Yeah. Now I have an office on Market Street in Corning um, and I've certainly seen uh, some groups come over um, and it always seems like, you know, the kids are exploring the city um, and just getting accustomed to the community that they live in. Uh, what would you say, you know, it Ready, Set, Grow is doing in terms of its impact on the community as a whole and, and the ways in which you're preparing these kids for not only school, but for, you know, just living and, and contributing to their community? Sure. We have um, a program called Conscious Discipline by Dr. Uh, Becky um, Bailey. And within that program, it it really allows us to focus on, <clears throat> excuse me, on teaching children how to self-soothe, how to um, work through problems and um, be able to share and be friends and work together in a community. So we do that every day, all day with any conflicts that may arise or any, um, you know, situation here, we help the children give them the words to use or help them with pulling out the words to use. And that really contributes to them as uh, how they will be as adults is our hope. So we believe that we are producing the next generation of adults and we want to make sure that they have the skills to get along with everyone to uh, function in a community such as ours um, we also involve ourselves in the community. As you said, you, you probably, it's our children that you probably see yeah. um, out and about. We, we go on walks on Market Street all the time. They go to the fountain this time of year. They, they attend programs at the museums and just neighborhood walks and the farmer's market. <laughs> so we, we are a big part of this community and talk to the children while we are out about what they see, about what they hear, about what they smell, um, you know, so that they are becoming very aware of what's around them. That's so great. I mean, I, I just, I love the idea that, you know, kids are getting um, just used to the community and, and, not only the places, but the sights and sounds like you just described. Um, it, it's just, it, 
to me, it's such an important way to build community and make people from a very young age feel like they're part of something um, and that they're bought into it. So, you know, when it comes to um, later in life and choosing jobs and careers and, and uh, opportunities to contribute, uh, whether it's through volunteering or donating or whatever, um, you know, people being bought into the community that they grow up in is, is just so important. So I, I love that. Thank you. Um, you know, and what do you find, I, I asked this of a lot of guests on, on this podcast, but what do you find is your personally most meaningful work uh, for you as the um, executive director of the organization? Well, it's, it's twofold. So I am responsible for the development of children, but I'm also responsible for the development of adults. And as we move through this conscious discipline program that I mentioned previously, it's a big learning curve for, for us adults. Um, many of us have not learned how to self-soothe ourselves. So um, we have to teach ourselves to be able to get into a calmer place before we can handle a situation that may be a little hectic in the classroom. So um I, I don't ever like to lose sight of the fact that 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 Ready Set Grow is making a difference in adult lives as well as children's. Of mm-hmm. course, we, um, like I said earlier, we are re- bringing up and helping to raise the next generation of adults, and we are also assisting parents in oftentimes the first time they've done such a thing as raise children. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of maybe even threefold <laughs> what I see as the most important work that I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to pick one thing for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting to hear about the impact on parents and adults in the community as well. Um, and you know, in terms of your own career journey, um, can you talk a little bit about, how you ended up here and, and why you're interested in uh, this work um, in child care and child development. Um, and then, you know, ultimately working with the parents as well. Sure. I actually started my career in um, sales and marketing way, way back when, and my position was um, moved to Columbus, Ohio. And I was given the opportunity to either move with my position or um, get paid to uh, a chunk of money to um, leave at the end of a particular time when the position was dissolved. So I did that and went back to school. I went to Elmira College for education and received my teaching certification. Um, so I, I taught for a few years, but honestly, I kind of got um, uh, asked to be a director very early on in my career in, in a center I worked in in Boston. And have been in childcare ever since. Um, I um, previously in this area worked for Pathways, Irwin Child and Family Center for 14 years, and looked um, to maybe take a uh, a change of careers. And during that change, I ended up getting back into the same field at a very different center, um, being much smaller. And um, here at Ready Set Grow, so I think um, it's it's kind of funny when I look back at how my career developed, but I, I, uh, I absolutely love working with people 
working to network and bring people together, whether it's um, parent education or staff development or um, programming that, that uh, we use for the children, um, you know, kind of using the community and it's, and it's um, what it has to offer to benefit the people that I'm responsible for. Yeah. And I'll say, I mean, we're really lucky as a community that you decided to stay here and, and continue your career here. Um, and, uh, you know, Ready, Set, Grow is is better because of your involvement. Um, and I'm curious about, you know, some of the people in along that journey. Um, you know, I always ask uh, on these episodes, um, who's been your most important or impactful mentor or colleague? Um, from the community, from the Southern Finger Lakes. And, uh, and I'm really curious about that for you too, because I know you're, you're pretty involved here. Um, you're fully bought in, mm-hmm. you know, the, the opportunity to stay or, or move, um, you know, you made that choice. And, and I'm really curious about who those people are that have been impactful for you along that journey. So um, the person that comes to mind, first of all, is Peggy Cook. Um, she used to be the director yeah. of the Courting Children's Center. And I met her 20 years ago when I first moved back to this area from Boston and I was working at the Irwin Center. Um, I was the assistant director at the time and became director within a year and a half, I think, of, of being there. And Peggy was, um, and actually still is, a big influencer to me, Um not only in the childcare field, because she's very well versed, she is retired now. Um, so sometimes I actually know more than she does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, we do meet regularly. I, I call her a dear friend. Um, but she mm. um, is a leader, was a leader in this field and was uh, really renaissance um, in a lot of ways in the courting area for the childcare field. So I relied on her heavily when um, she was still working and um, and uh, really admire the work that she did at Corning Children's Center and try to emulate some of the um, the aspects of her as a director as well. Yeah, I would. That's I mean, Peggy uh, just was so great at what she did. And, and I'm glad she's enjoying retirement now, even though she, I know she's still consulting and reaching out and helping people wherever she can. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have kids in this community, but Peggy was someone who always made me feel like my efforts with the Corning Children's Center and in the community as a whole were meaningful and impactful um, to, to her work and to what the Children's Center was trying to accomplish. So I, I always really appreciated that in her. Um, and, and I'm curious, you know, for, for people who don't have kids, um, what are some ways that uh, we can uh, support Ready, Set, Grow or, um, or get involved or even just, you know, the things that we can do in the community to make it a better place for children to have the opportunity to grow and thrive here? So it's funny that you ask that because, um, in my opinion, the entire community has a stake in what we do here. I do have a board of directors that um, has a couple of community members on it. And we always appreciate that um, 
you know, variety of, uh, of people on our board, those who are parents here and those who are members of the community, either have children or don't have children. And, um, you know, those varied experiences are important to running a successful business here. We also have volunteer opportunities. And sometimes volunteering at a child care center can be very difficult. Um, it requires um, a, a physical exam and a background check and things like that. But we do have ways to volunteer that don't require that. And that would be, you know, maybe coming to read to the children, um, providing a service such as um, last two weeks ago, we had a motorcycle club here that um, the Bosca Club, I believe it's called, they came and helped us spread mulch on our playground, which made a day's work take about a, an hour and a half with with uh, their members and a couple of wheelbarrows. So those there's always things like that that need to be done, painting, um, you know, things like that in our space, and um, and also just kind of participating in any fundraising opportunities you may see that have our, uh, our center, um, in mind. So we're hoping to possibly start having events again in the coming year. We also do many smaller fund development activities such as, um, selling local locally made and sold products and chicken barbecue and things like that. So if you have a coworker who brings their child here and they're selling something, that's also a great way to, to help us out. Yeah. And I love the idea too, that the kids, you know, hear and learn and discover that whether they get a chance to meet these people or not, because I know there are different standards for, um, you know, allowing people to come in and actually work with kids. But um, so whether they're able to meet these members of the community or not, it's fun for them to find out that, you know, a motorcycle club helped uh, come to spruce up the playground um, or that, you know, business owners maybe raised a little bit of money or helped them sell some things. I think it's just so important to know the community uh, is behind them. Exactly. Um, and one of the things that you mentioned that we haven't talked much on this podcast about is, um, people taking on potentially roles on the board. Um, do you mind just chatting for a minute about, um, you know, board leadership for someone, you know, there are a lot of like younger um, interns at Corning Incorporated and maybe people just starting off their careers who've never been part of a board of directors before. Um, can you just elaborate a little bit on, on what it means to be a board member for a nonprofit organization? Sure. So our board um, is uh, a guidance type entity. So they um, offer advice and guidance when there are situations going on. They um, are heavily involved in the fund development aspect of our program and, the, um, you know, anything legal that might happen, uh, HR situations, things like that. But for the most part, the day-to-day -day operations are are left to me. So they really are overseeing the center, the finances, um, to make sure that we are stable, that we are um, going to continue to be successful. But they don't, you know, come in and, and, and say, you know, Johnny needs uh, training on such and such. Mm -hmm. So they... Um, I think that they feel like they're part of our family. As I said before, we do, we do refer to us that way. We certainly um, 
appreciate all their time and energy. We have one meeting a month and our goal is to set up committees that would meet another time. But right now it's just a one meeting a month that uh, is still virtual. So it's real easy to participate in our board, especially if you have a passion for what we do. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I know sometimes people hear that that's a, a volunteer opportunity and, and aren't really sure what it means or, um, you know, the level of commitment and that kind of stuff. Um, well, is there anything else that you wanted to, to add or share about the organization or, or about, you know, your career here in the Southern Finger Lakes? Well, I, I would like to add that, um, you know, there is no place like Ready, Set, Grow. And, you know, I've, I've worked in two centers now. And although um, the Irwin Child and Family Center is, is also a very well-run facility, um, and being here the last five years has been um, an incredible experience. The staff here have been here so long and are so dedicated um, and go the extra mile all the time that they – they are almost, you know, we're a nonprofit, so nobody owns the business, but I think that they would consider themselves as part owners for the most part. So mm-hmm. um, they certainly have a love of children, uh, a love of learning themselves in professional development and growth. And you can see that in everything that they do with the children here. They are loved and cared for and educated. And um, really, this is a beautiful place. I couldn't agree more. And I think that's the perfect note to leave off on. Um, Colleen, thanks so much for uh, taking the time to, to talk about Ready, Set, Grow and about your career um, and uh, for being on the Secrets in Service podcast. Thank you for having me, Sean. And thank you so much for listening to Secrets in Service, nonprofit stories from the Southern Finger Lakes. This podcast is made possible by Arbor Housing and Development and by the Corning Area Chamber of Commerce Nonprofit Roundtable. You can learn more on our website at secretsinservice.org or follow along on our Facebook page at Secrets in Service. Until the next episode, thanks so much for listening.